is making the life of the American family a little more bearable. You know, um, like you said before, Neil, let's hear about the people down here first. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. 25 minutes past 9 at WIN. Name is an open line in Broward, 764-0707. If there are any teachers in our listening audience, and we know, of course, the teachers have a lot of time. They don't have to correct papers. They don't have to prepare for the next day's lesson. All they do is go home. They go to High Line. They go to the dog track. You know, these are the things that I've heard for years. When I used to do shows about education, the number of derisive calls that used to come in about teachers was staggering. You think that everybody had a bad experience in school. Quite honestly, I had good teachers. I had damn good teachers when I went to school. And I went to school in upstate New York, and maybe that's part of the reason for it. For many, many years, New York State has had the region system. They've had superior public education because the people in New York State, unlike the people in Florida, have demanded it. And I had some outstanding teachers. But we don't hear about the good ones. All we hear about is the ones that they go to high line and they only work 10 months out of the year and they're lazy and they're this and they're that and so on and so forth. That's all I ever hear about. But as I started to say, if there are any teachers out there, the newfound heroes of America this past week, I certainly would invite them to call in and share their reflections upon this newfound prestige that they've discovered. Hallandale, hello. Good evening. Hi. I'm an old, old terrible, <laughs> an old New York school teacher. Uh-huh. Now, I would not, under any circumstances, under any circumstances, underestimate that lovely teacher's, uh, what's called, her, her great, uh, talent. It's a wonderful challenge. If you want it, I would die if I went. However, I read that there are, in the time, I read the Times, and I read that there are 88 colleges in New York City. And I don't have any statistics on Florida, but from what I hear and see, it's sadly lacking in education. You bet. Now, uh, I also read, and I think this is correct too, that that space shuttle that went up was cost $1,200,000,000. Right. Well, I couldn't conceive of something like that on the salary that I made. <laughs> <laughs> we are also becoming a charitable place in the United States. When I heard you say that little children were collecting money for another space shuttle, it made me shudder. If the government has that to pay, how about Lockheed Let If they want their factories to continue, let them contribute the money to the government sure. if we're waiting for contributions. Another thing. Don't hold your breath. Oh, I would dare. Another thing. Knowing the teaching system as I do, we had a wonderful teaching system in New York. It broke down when people came in with new crazy ideas, which the teachers had to, had to use because we came part of the curriculum and part of courses that some of these educators, in quotation marks, were trying to force down the school system. And by golly, they didn't work. Now, uh, I also had crazy thoughts 
that may be there should be a correction for distinguished service persons for the teachers that are now in schools. Now that blackboard jungle picture, do you remember it? I sure do. You remember that movie? Yes. Multiply that by several hundreds and hundreds and you get a picture of what's going on in schools because of the lack of respect that the teachers get due to the fact that their parents have to get that respect. That's right. As something that got me this week in the newspaper, it bothered me terribly. Was this man in the wheelchair who went to the veterans hospital? Did you read about him? No. This man went to the veterans hospital in a wheelchair. He was brought there with a one-way ticket. He got to this hospital. I don't know if he's ever gone into a waiting room at a veterans hospital. No. It was my good fortune or ill fortune to have gone there. I sat there with someone and cried the entire time that I was there. Now, this Mr. Miller was a veteran. He came some kind of treatment, I don't know what it was. And they said that there they asked to wait. And then they sent him to place stay. I think the Red Cross put him up for a couple of nights. And he just didn't want to stay anymore. And there was nobody to take care of him. So he was going to travel. I think he had already traveled 30 miles. His wheelchair. And he had another hundred and something to go. He was going south. And he was killed during the night by an automobile. This made me sick. I saw what went on. And if we don't have money for veterans' hospitals, yep. and if we don't have money for the people who sleep in coffins during the winter time, Look at all the mental institutions that we opened up and uh, sent people out onto the streets and closed the doors in New York City. There are thousands of those people. When Governor, when President Reagan was governor of California, he did the same thing out there. Uh, who knows how many hundreds of thousands of people who are mentally ill are roaming the streets and uh, sleeping on sidewalks and so on and getting no care because, again, we as a people have decided this is not one of those things we want to pay for. Just boggles my mind, but they'll pay one billion two hundred million dollars yeah. for space Unbelievable. And it will go at it popped off in 72 seconds. This they approve on. I, I have, I don't agree with you on one point. I have many friends in Broward, and all are so interested in what goes on. They don't call. I think people a little, I find myself a little nervous calling. I have stood in front of classrooms for many, many years. I loved every second of it until towards the end, when things began to happen, when it was being broken down, when parents came to school with curlers in their hair and standing jeans. And uh, I saw it all. And I am so sorry for the teachers. Now, very fortunately, this lovely lady to Western Town Court, New Hampshire, right? Right. I wish that some of the people who are derogatory about teachers 
children with learning disabilities being in regular classrooms right. or emotionally handicapped children being in regular classrooms, it really makes it very difficult for a teacher to do the job that they're expected to do. And, um, you know, I just think there's a lot more that can be done, be it the lottery or whatever. But, um, I, like you said, I'm appalled by the fact that he's cutting it, and especially with handicapped children who, whose needs are never being met at this point, and that he's cutting it even more. But, you know, when you look at the entire education system in our country, and obviously not all of it is federal funds, but, but just look at the whole picture and realize how little we're doing with people as individuals. As the previous caller said, while we do have in some counties and some states uh, gifted student programs and other special education programs, those are very limited. They're few and far between. And for the most part, we just lump all the kids together, we throw them in together, and we just hope, you know, that they can get the most that they possibly can and survive it. Uh, that's not the best that we can do for people. And again, when you talk about the formative years, when people are picking up the skills that are going to make or break them during the course of their lifetime, how in the world can we as a society not care more than we do? I just can't understand it. Well, I think there's a definite need to care more because I have major concern about the future of our country when I, you know, see the type of the, the education that is being given and the lack of meeting the children's individual needs. Um, I really get very concerned at what our country is going to be able to produce 1,500 years from now. And, um, you know, as I said, it's just, uh, I'd like to see a change in the attitude, especially down in Florida. I taught in New York as well. And, uh, you know, perhaps uh, one day we'll see it. So, I don't know, I just wanted to put my comments in. Okay, thanks a lot. I appreciate hearing from you. So, one more thing. And my son, who is also in a, in a, young, a young child, feels that the space shuttle uh, donations that are given are positive, and he's for it. So, just from a child's standpoint, that's his view on that. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, bye 17 before 10 at WINZ, there was an attendance certificate that they used to give these kids that they would move along, and there was a term for moving them along from one year to the next, and it just escapes me now, which is frustrating to me, but I'm sure a lot of people know what I'm talking about. And then a lot of kids would just, you know, at graduation time, some kids would get a diploma, and the ones who just showed up every day and had failing grades, they'd get an attendance certificate, which said they showed up. See, Neil Rogers with you on a Thursday. Don Stoddard will be along at midnight. And don't forget, ABC Talk Radio from midnight to 5 starting next Monday. Ira Fistel from midnight to 3. And Ray Bream from 3 until 5 every morning. Let's go to Hallandale next. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hello. How far is it from Philippines to here to Miami? Hello. 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 Say it again, sir. Keep saying it. How far is it from the Philippines to Miami? No, no. Just keep saying hello. See how long you can do it before you pass out. You are a fairy. Ha. You are a fairy. Ha. Keep going, pal. Don't hang up. Oh, that's it. He gave up. He gave up. Now, there's a man. How old would you say he was? 65, 68, 70? And the best he can do is to call in a radio talk show and say, You are a fairy. You are a fairy. That's what we have in South Florida. Have I told you they're going through a second childhood, a lot of these people? That's the best he can do. Sir, if I'm a fairy, then you are Miss Twinkletoes, okay? You are in the twilight zone. You are tragic. That call, by the way, was from Hallandale. Isn't that incredible? One of those, one of those poor people who needs all the early bird dinners. They live in their $150,000, $300,000 condos. They need all the breaks they can get, right? I mean, let's face it. If you had those kind of mortgage payments, you need breaks, too. Another good one. Boy, I hope this guy is so thrilled with himself now. He's going to go down right now to the card room and tell all the boys he called that Rogers fairy on the radio and really let him have it. 
and they're all going to sit around. Oh, they're all going to have their good chuckle for the day. Then they're going to take their digel and go to bed. They're my lantern, and they're going to go to bed in a half hour. Isn't that great? Is that what life's all about? That's exciting. Pal, you are what is wrong with this town, and there are thousands exactly like you. They are cloned from you and your minuscule brain that somehow rotted, degenerated when you crossed the Mason-Dixon line. We've discussed that. We've debated it so many times. What is it that happens to so many people when young, old, in between, when they cross the Mason-Dixon line, there is a guy standing there, and they must pass through a checkpoint, and the man at the checkpoint performs an instant lobotomy got a tiny little beam like a laser and all he does is pull you don't even know what's happening and you look out the vindi and he points it at your head and bingo instant lobotomy and they come down and by the time they arrive here it's like mindless and incredible just amazing miramar hello hello neil hello yes how are you well i'm just doing fine i've had four brilliant calls in a row I, I'm kind of intimidated on calling myself because I really don't know where to begin with you. You're so up and around and about. Uh, really, like you said at the beginning of the show, wound up. So. I know. Well, I probably should kind of lay back in the chair. should be a little more laid back for South Florida, right? Oh, I, really? I should probably slow down and take it <laughs> real easy and have a little glass of tea and just relax, right? Oh, I can't stop laughing. I know. Me too. Uh, the other, exposing themselves on the radio to thousands of people who are sitting out there laughing themselves silly. I know. You don't I get know. this kind of entertainment anywhere else, do you? Do not. Not for no money at you any bet. rate. You bet. You bet. I'll start at your downfall, shall we say, lightly, with the, the night with the Dr. Richard Titan. I couldn't believe it. Did you like that group of calls? Uh, no, obviously not. I thought it was a disgrace. Well, let me ask you a question because you're obviously a listener. You listened to him and the interview I did and you listened to him tell his story, right? And the woman, please, please. No, no, yeah, oh, yeah, that was another one. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Now, did you think that his story was worthwhile, and did you think that he had something to, a message to deliver? Well, we need more of them, of course, yes. Yes, people need to be aware. Yes, definitely. There was a message. And the lack of response, or the little of it that you did get, were people that had no idea where this man was coming from. At all. And it's a, it's a pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. First call we get tonight. The first call out of the box tonight. I heard. The we guy did. with the passport. And then he's the one that called back, by the way. He was the same one we had on a moment ago. With the Philippines or the other one? With the Philippines and the ferry, oh, right. Well, see, this is... Uh, he's he's Tinkerbell on his way to Manila. Listen, play music. Sit down, relax, have yourself a cup of tea, and the hell with it. Don't play music. If that's what they want to do to you, you do it back to them. Play music. I liked your music, by the way, in the beginning. I like Peter Paul and you. I have a call coming in. I'd okay. like to talk to you forever. Now, listen, it's great hearing from a voice of sanity. You're our first one tonight, and maybe if we're lucky, we'll hear from another one. Uh, I want to talk to you, so I'm, I'm going to let this call go, okay? Oh, okay. I'll talk to you instead and let it buzz. Anyhow, I think uh, it's the guy from Hallandale, by the way, is calling. That's okay. Let him call. You know, when I realized that they, they have, you know, work whatever... And they're down here to retire, but I have to live too, and so does everybody else. And I would love free checking without having a $2,000 minimum deposit. Yeah. You know, tremendously successful they are, even though the food is incredibly mediocre. The environment, the service are embarrassing. They treat you like barbarians, like animals, and so on. 
and you drive by, especially at this time of the year, and you see that situation that goes on with people standing on line for an hour, an hour and a half, people passing out from heat prostration on hot days. This is the epitome of what I'm talking about. And the fact is that when I discuss this, the response is so vitriolic and so venomous, you would think that I was attacking people's background. I was attacking their heritage, attacking motherhood. And that has to tell you something about what the priorities are here. That's not what it's all about, folks. That's not what it's all about. And I asked a question a few days ago, maybe a week or two ago, and I've asked it several times in the 10 years plus I've been on the air in this town, and I'm going to ask it to you again, because I, quite frankly, don't understand what it is that makes Neil Rogers successful in this town. Because the more that I'm here, the more that I realize that I don't have an awful lot in common with the majority of people who live here. And I'm not looking to undo my success, and I'm not trying to chase anybody away, but I'm just, I'm questioning what it is that I think is important in life, the attitudes, the values, the philosophy, anything that has a common bond with the people who continue to, and have for 10 years plus now, supported this program. What is it? I don't play mahjong, I don't play shuffleboard, I don't go to early bird dinners, I don't live in a condominium, and God help me if I ever do. What do I have in common with this town? The weather is great, today was magnificent, the weekend's going to be a carbon copy, it's sensational, it's early March, they're freezing their tushies off up north. Great, I lived through 30 years of that, which is why I'm here, to be honest with you. Which is why most of you are here, to be honest. But what in the world do I have in common with all the people who are out there? And the first three, what was it, four? The first four calls tonight are living proof of that. Now, I could sit here and I could pander and I could do, you know, once upon a office can get some free information. It's very easy to pander to it. You can have a succession of doctors and chiropractors, and, and there was a period of time when I did some of those shows, and the reason I do a hell of a lot less is because trying to listen to that kind of a dialogue is, is like a terminal. It's worse than Nicaragua, if that's possible. Hello, doctor. You know, that, that whole routine again. You've heard it a million times, and I understand that people have problems, and a lot of people, as they grow older, develop physical infirmities. I understand that. I wasn't born yesterday. I'm well aware of that. This program has made me age rapidly, trust me. So I know all about the infirmities that we encounter as we grow older. All of the obstacles to living a long, healthful life. But a talk show isn't the place to solve them. At least not on a personal level. It's like those shows where they call in and ask for psychological help. I've never been able to understand the Tony Grants and some of these other people. Why would anybody listen to that? Don't, don't each of you have enough problems of your own? Are you, can, are you want to hear about the next guy's problem? You do? No, I didn't think so. Each of us has got more than enough. Nobody lives a perfect life, no matter how much money you've got. Life is loaded with problems. I'm not going to spend my escape time or enjoyment time or entertainment time listening to somebody kvetch about their personal problem. It was the fantasy. Please, a miracle from God. I just, for the life of me, do not understand what's it all about, Alfie. You know, you've heard that song, you've heard that question over and over again, and I'm not saying it to be melodramatic, I'm not saying it to be theatrical, I'm saying it because I really and truly do not understand 
any common bond I have with the with the threads that are the essence of South Florida living. And the essence of South Florida living is not the jockey club and the cricket club and, and Turnberry Isle and some of those other posh places. That's not what it, this area is all about. I mean, they're here, and the Palm Bay Club and Judy Maisel with their pineapples and all of those crowds. They're here, yes, and they are like... Lovely. Are her shoulder pads as big as uh, Stephanie Stahl's? You know, I've heard of S&M and leather and all those other fetish. I think there's a fetish with shoulder pads. You notice Joan Crawford and uh, all of these other butch, <laughs> butch movie stars. I don't mean Butch Cassidy. I mean, I don't even mean David Cassidy. And if one of the other talk hosts in town is listening, I don't even mean Sean Cassidy. You know what I'm saying? Let's let it all out here tonight, okay? Let's let it all out and cut the crap for once, huh? I sit here night after night. I don't need this phone. You know what I'm saying? I do not need the phone. The phone, and I know that Bill and I had differences on this. And You know, it's kind of interesting, though. He's the one that ran from the phone, right? He also ran from the graveyard shift and the abuse that he took, but that's another story. But he ran from the phone, and bless him. He's going to add years to his life, and I've told him that. He's happy. He's delirious, and more power to him. You don't need this phone. And we had a couple of nice calls in a row here, and that's why I took a little rest, because I thought, gee, let's not press our luck. You know, even Dale Murphy rarely hits more than two home runs in a row in consecutive at-bats. Well, I'm going to... I could do a show tonight that would bust this town wide open. I really mean that. I could do... Forget all this other baloney, will you? With Nicaragua and the communist propaganda. How can you folks listen to that, huh? I mean, let's get serious. Every single day, over and over and over again. It's, it's so predictable, you know which words are coming next. You can actually predict the words that are coming. The propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. I can't even figure out how to pronounce that one. And none of the pronunciations, by the way, is ever correct. <laughs> That's the amazing thing. You'd figure by process of elimination, by osmosis, sooner or later you're going to hit it right. It's like going to the track, going to the dog track. There are only eight dogs in a race. You keep betting the three, sooner or later it's going to come in, right? No, not on some of these shows. Unbelievable. I can sit here and say things that mean something to me, not about some schlepper in the gables there sent for his passport and got it in English and Spanish and is having a cardiac arrest because he saw Spanish on a passport. Pal, I want to tell you something. I hope you live a... You sounded like you're up there in age, but I hope you live an even longer, healthful life, and that should be your biggest problem. A line stolen from my mother. That should be your biggest problem. I'm going to do a whole show one of these days soon, The World According to Millie. I'm just going to lay out my mother's philosophy because in her wisdom, she isn't one of the early birds. She resents it. You know where she ate with her friends last? She went to the deli den. Now, they do have an early bird at the deli den. Perpetuate the myth that the whole world revolves around Wolfie Cohen's rascal house. That's the center of the universe, friends. That's the beginning. That's the end. That's the middle. That's the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner, the late-night snack, the early bird, the late bird. That's everything. And there are even young people. When I bought my last car at Colonial Pontiac, and I give them a plug. They're not a sponsor, but they've treated me very nicely. They've sold me two good cars in a row, knock on wood. And the gentleman who was the salesman, who's about, I would say, is about my age, maybe a little older, I don't, I don't really recall, but uh, certainly not a senior citizen. 
He'll never get any, any discounts at Amerifirst, I'll tell you that. He eats almost every day with his wife at the Rascal House. And he was kidding me about the fact that, you know, I talk about it and we have this difference of opinion. And I say, love it. It hurts so good. Like the song, it hurts so good. They should have put that song out by Perry Como. A little slower, you know, a little slow beat. They could have put Perry, you know. Did you ever see the thing on television with Perry Como on Saturday Night Live? Or it was the other show that they had on? Where he was lying in bed singing? Uh, unbelievable. And my audience doesn't know what I'm talking about. My producer's laughing. He's nodding his head. He saw it. You folks don't know what I'm talking about. Perry Como, give us Rudy Valley. Rudy Valley. We don't have Valley girls in South Florida. We have Oyve girls in South Florida. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. I remember the I Love Israel lady was doing a show from the beach. For a while, was it on Sundays? On a Sunday from the Eden Rock. Oh, such a show. And you know why they stopped doing it after a few weeks? Because the crowd kept diminishing, and the people who came in, and the average age, the average demographic was 107, the people who came in didn't buy a drink, didn't spend a dime, didn't do anything to contribute to the business environment there that they were trying to cultivate a little bit. And they said, hey, this is, get serious. This is for the, pardon the expression, birds. Early, late, or in between, get rid of it. That's what, the, and they did. And I, for the life of me, do not understand why a great many of you people listen to this program. I don't want you to stop listening. I mean, if you're getting some kind of masochistic thrill, great. I hope that this program is supplying more sexual excitement to senior citizens than anything else in South Florida. Let's get Fred Schatz in here soon. Maybe he can psychoanalyze this whole situation. Maybe there are people who are sitting on their radio receivers when they listen to this program. The Beach Boys, do we have good vibrations in the other room? Trust me, they're the only vibrations that some of our audience have felt for years. And the amazing part of it is that I sit here and I speak clearly in English and Yiddish. And they don't have the foggiest idea of what I'm trying to say. Do they? And maybe they do. Maybe all those people that I meet out there, maybe everybody who, who constitutes the 99 and 9 tenths percent of my listening audience, they all understand, every one of them. And it's just the people on this far stunkin' a phone. The phone! During the 10 o'clock news from CBS, which is piped in on a little satellite dish from New York, I'm going to take the telephone and I'm going to burn it. Now, I don't care if the people at Southern Bell or AT&T, who is it that owns the phone itself now? Southern Bell? I don't know. And I don't care. I'm going to burn it right in the studio. And if any of the engineering people are listening and they don't like it, to them. You know, I don't care. I don't care. We don't need a succession of non sequiturs. We don't need, Doctor, I'm taking Feldine. I mean, if you could see the looks on the faces of some of my guests... And when somebody writes a stupid article in some broadcasting publication with all their research, you know, it's like these consultants who are people who can't get a job anyplace else as a radio consultant or a TV consultant because they're misfits. They've been bumped out of every market in the country. They become a consultant and they go around and they screw up everybody else's station. 
Including a few who've been in this town. Oh, yes. Somebody writes a stupid article in one of the trade publications about what talk show listeners want to talk about the most and the thing that they enjoy the most. The, they don't care about the host. They don't care about the guest. All they care, the callers is what gets them to listen. Well, if that's the case, then John McHugh's out of business altogether, right? 9.55 at WINZ. Last night we had Bert Tannen here. Vulgar discrimination that's committed here. Who are they to come out? And it was a promotion and this and that. Bah, 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 beep, beep, beep. They're every kind of excuse that comes from these cockers out there who want to give me a song and a dance about why children aren't wanted, why young people aren't wanted. And as you listen to these shows, and I know it's, get, it's getting to be a regular discussion, and you know something? It's good. You know why? Because the truth is finally coming to the surface. All of these lies and all of these cover-ups and all of the excuses and all of the packaging and all of the merchandising, the real truth is coming to the surface. Why don't you just do like we did back in the 40s and 50s here when they had those disgusting signs about no Jews allowed and no blacks allowed? Why don't we just put up big signs everywhere, no young people allowed? Why don't we just have a referendum? Shall we have a petition drive? Especially in Broward County, that would be good. Let's have a big petition drive in Broward. Let's forget about the important things like the lottery and casino gambling, things that can be constructive to bring in money to educate our children and improve the quality of life. Let's have a big petition drive to outlaw people under 65 in Broward so I can move again. I mean, I'm getting used to it now. I'm getting to be a pro.